Hey, it's Andrew. We record these episodes two weeks in advance, but with the response of the trial episode, I wanted to record a quick thing today that acknowledged some of it. I wrote this down to be concise, but I mainly just wanted to say that your feedback, regardless of if it's positive or negative, is heard. Whether you enjoyed the previous episode or not, I want to thank you so much for listening and for caring so much about this show. Nobody would leave feedback on a thing they weren't passionate about, and I love your enthusiasm. It honestly blows my mind that anyone actually listens to this, but your support of the show truly means the world to me. Unfortunately, the trial bit didn't land for a lot of you. Not everything can be as glorious as a fuck hat, but please know that everything I do on this show is done with the hope of making you laugh. I certainly won't always be successful, but I'm always trying. I should wrap this up so we can return to our normal, ridiculous podcast. I'm sure Gavin should have... Not Gavin. Why did I say Gavin should have... Well... He didn't shit himself. I'm going right off the rails. I apologize. Anyway, once again, thank you so much for supporting the show. I hope you enjoy this episode. Have a wonderful day. Be kind to each other. Thank you. You hate people that are early? Yeah, like uh, people always like, oh, I was here early. That's not better than being on time. Hold on, I gotta start recording. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Wait, what? are you, are you serious? What? You think that being on time is better than being early? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And you think being early is worse than being late? No, no, no. Being late is the worst. Then being uh-huh. early is is uh, it's fine, but not ideal. Being bang on time, that's perfection. But why, what do you have against being early? Because you, you sounded like vociferously against it for a second there. Well, it's just like people are sort of, you know, if, if you're in here at 2.57, yeah. you, sort of, you sort of think that, you know, you got some time. Like Eric thought he had some time. Right. That's based on every other episode. That's based <laughs> on every other episode we've ever done where you're here on the dot at three. No, it's like when you make plans with someone, you plan to meet them somewhere and you and you know i'm on track to get there exactly at 2 or whatever they text me at 154 like hey i'm here now i'm feeling stressed why are uh, you feeling stressed because now they're waiting on their own and i i'm i'm thinking like man i should have left earlier why but that's of their accord yeah that's this is insane yeah that's a, that's no, not on no, you okay, that 6 minutes what? isn't it's not on you it's not incumbent upon you they did that to themselves <laughs> okay well what if, it, if if they were meeting at your place uh, hey, come to mine at noon. They're there at eleven fifty-two, and I'm like, oh damn, I'm barely dressed. Wait, you're no, not I think that's at totally fine. Yeah, that's totally what? fine. I, I would say within like fifteen minutes early. Yeah. Fifteen minutes early, dude. No, yeah. If if okay, if you're meeting at my place, be there at the time. Like, don't be there early because I'm not ready. I've budgeted for all of those minutes. To, to, you know, get my shit together. If you're here, then I'm rushing. My hair's wet. I'm putting on a t-shirt. It's going to get wet. My chest hair's seeping into all the, the okay. fabric. Okay, but you're making this all about you. What if it's just, <laughs> yeah. like, like for instance, for me, uh, and I, I'll recognize that I am uh, quite probably institutionalized from my five years of service in the United States military, where if you were on time, you were late. In the Army, you get in trouble for being on time. You have to be everywhere 15 minutes early because that's preparation. 
right? So even to this day, even though, you know, I got out of the army at 23, here I am 45, I still get places early. If I get to your house, Gav, and you're still, you've got wet chest hair or whatever because you took a shower, <laughs> uh, because you you budgeted your time in such a way that you get ready the second I'm supposed to arrive like all things uh, in the universe converge in that one moment in time, which is, I got to say, impressive uh, from a micromanaging standpoint and more power to you. But I would prefer to leave early, get there early and then sit in my car and listen to uh, a podcast or the news for five minutes just so I don't have the stress of worrying about getting to your place late. And I don't expect you to open the door early. I'm happy just to sit in my car and count the count the minutes until it's until the agreed upon time. I, I can see that. My my issue comes mainly from keeping people waiting. And I never want to be like I want to be on time, but if someone else is early, then I feel like I'm keeping them waiting. And that's then, that's then like why don't a, you go earlier? Why are you always trying to hit the dot if you're worried about people being early? Why don't you just start showing up to things early and then they're never waiting? Because a lot of the time, there's not enough time to be early if you're coming straight <laughs> off other stuff. If you're back-to-backing, uh, you know, your appointments. No, I'm, that's, I'm not saying within a work context. I'm saying, like, if you're going to meet somebody for lunch, why don't you just be early instead of being worried about them being early than you? Ah, now then, you see, you're dealing with people who are late. You don't know what other people are going to do. For example, uh, you know, some people at this company, if you say, meet me at 8, I'll show up exactly at 8. They might show up at 8.40. And then if I was 20 minutes early, I would have been waiting an hour. Can I ask you a question about that? Yes. You said some people like you mean certain people. Would you like to tell us who those people are? It's okay. You're in a safe place. Should we speak ill of those who don't work with us anymore? Uh, Yeah, of course. Um, Mr. Ezra Cooperstein would often show up (laughs) almost a full hour late to the point where I was like, uh, did we go to dinner? Did we have dinner, Ezra? Or or, or was I sat here completely on my own with people gawping at me? uh, Oh, uh, you know, wondering if I got stood up. Dude, I one time had dinner with that man in San Francisco at seven o'clock at eight o'clock. He still hadn't shown up. He texts, you know, running a bit late at nine o'clock. He rolls in after literally I've been sitting at a, at a, at a, like a sushi restaurant for two hours with a group of people, but it wasn't just me, but he walks in at nine o'clock. He looks at me and he goes, we said nine o'clock, right? And he just smiled at me (laughs) and I went, you're the boss. I guess we said nine. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) That's insanity. Two hours. Uh, Well, not not to, you know, busy people. I had, a, I had a great time working with Ezra. I did not have a great time uh, doing social events with him outside of a work environment. <laughs> it's funny to me that I did not think it was going to be Ezra. I thought you were going to complain about, like, I don't know, Jeremy or Barbara or Blaine or somebody. No. You went you went high up. I went I went right, right to the top. <laughs> you, went to the, you went to the sea level. All right. <laughs> the problem in that context, though, is when you're doing a group thing. Like, one-on-one, you can account for that, at least. But if there are multiple people, then you are then obligated to show up at the time. The minute it becomes, like, a group dinner, you're fucked. One-on-one, though, you can adjust for that. If he's always an hour late, that's easy to deal with. Just always be late. Yeah, it's just... just, You you have to waste your own time learning that about people. No, that's true. It's a good point. God, I gotta say, the weirdest thing about this to me is... And and I, I can feel it happening, and I don't know why... But for now, for, the, for something about this conversation, for the rest of my life now, I'm going to think that every time Gavin 
I'm to meet Gavin somewhere, <laughs> yes. he is one second out of the shower. Like I'm, a, I just, if, if, I know it's not true. I know it's not true. But now, for the rest of my mind, for something just cemented, two pieces of of brain just got super glued together. That now I think that that Gavin takes a shower before every appointment or meeting he has. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. If I if I leave the house, usually the last thing I'll do before leaving is have a shower. <laughs> That's fair. Well, to what to like once right like if you leave in the morning and then leave in the evening you're not having you're not doubling oh, no. up with showers no it's so a one shower okay that's fine just one i'll just time it to the point where it's like if you have to interact with me i'll, I'll be clean <laughs> what's fascinating to me about this is if i if you invited me to go to your house gavin i yeah. absolutely would be there 10 minutes early and i would have never it wouldn't have even crossed my mind <laughs> that that would be in any way an inconvenience to you <laughs> This has completely changed my perception. I'll tell you the secret. I'm always okay. Aside from like uh, when I'm late from like a recording, like two 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 recordings, like coming back to back, I'll be like late to the podcast or whatever. Aside from that, I'm usually pretty bang on time. And the way I do that is that I'll get somewhere, you know, five to ten minutes early and just like hide around the corner. This is insane. <laughs> this is what? what this is insane. Until Why like until like 2:59 and then I'll just stroll around as if I'm completely on time. Just that way yeah. I've not put any pressure on anyone else yeah. and what? I'm not late in the slightest. Well, how is that insane, Eric? That's you just said <laughs> what I you you're the person that you said that you didn't want to do that to someone else, but you're happily the person that is doing that. It's the crazy. Most tone deaf thing I've ever heard. You came out and literally started this off uh, with saying, <laughs> this is what I hate about people when they do this. And I said, oh, I do this opposite thing this way. And you go, yeah, I hate that. Also, I do that exact same thing, apparently. <laughs> right, no, but I'm not visible. I'm not present. You don't know that I'm there waiting. I will just... I, you don't know that I'm not there. I don't wear a beacon. <laughs> I don't, like, roll up with a Jeff signal and fucking flash it like I'm... Like Commissioner Gordon needs help. Aren't you making the per you're now being late? Like what no, if the no. person's there and you're waiting to be on time? You're no. in a sense you're late. <laughs> no. no, like you can already a be with them. <laughs> no, if we're meeting at a restaurant or something, uh, or like a meeting at their place, I'll be there on time. But if they're if they're like ready to go, then I'll come out early. But I will never so make you scope them... it out. Like, what is the process? What do you mean you'll be like? Will yeah. you be there five? You'll see if they're there, and then if they're not, you'll walk away. What are the rules? I just <laughs> the rules are I don't want to be visibly early to make people freak out and hurry up and I don't want to be late. That's the only way to do it. If if you can think of a better way to always be just you know be on early. time to the minute. No! Because then be, I'm sort if, of stood outside their front door while they're <laughs> in my, in my mind to anyone. What are in, you in talking my mind about? they've just hopped out of the shower. <laughs> Hey, welcome I, to I, Face episode 18. How's it going, everyone? I can't. I would I would die if I were you. I, this, yeah. The, there's like 50 rules for just showing up to a thing. You're going to worry yourself to an early, early grave like this, buddy. You can't. He you, doesn't you, even you, seem overthinking. worried. Which just ah, makes it weird. It's not even like an anxiety thing to him. Being late is disrespectful. Being yes. early is inconvenient. There's only one but way to line. be, and that is on time. No, there's <laughs> oh a line God. in the sand. It's like when you open a door for someone and you hold it, there's like you have to do a measurement of how close they are to you to the door. If they're too far away, it becomes an inconvenience. You just There has sure. to be a measurement. There's a, a line between early and not too early. Yeah, yeah. He's Ma right. Maybe I'm just, uh, I just haven't figured out the, 
the, the correct timings yet. Do you, if you get somewhere a little early and you need to hide, do you bring disguises? <laughs> no. Do you ever roll with like a trench coat and a hat? Just, <laughs> just no, in case like... they spot you? <laughs> no, usually just like if there's a place, like a parking place, I'll just go over there for a bit as if I've just parked a car that I don't know how to drive and I'm just walking up. What? <laughs> You made me all self-conscious about this. I thought this was like a fine thing. The only person getting hurt is myself. I didn't think it was that big a deal. It's, it's just, just very weird. I mean, no one is getting hurt but you. It's just very bizarre. It's just your your brain is hurt in a way. And it just shows me every once in a while and I get surprised by it. I don't know what, like if you fell or like how something got twisted. And Do you remember when you were a kid and you uh, you fell and smacked your nose, like you fell off the front step and smacked your nose. Yeah, and it, like it's been like it, it. I guess it crookeded it. Yeah, that was that wasn't as bad as when I fell in the back of my head and went blind. Oh, but. when you fell in the back, maybe that was it. When you fell in the yeah. back of your head and you went blind, do you think something like something also got crossed that day that makes you weird? I about think about weird that stuff probably weekly. Like, yeah. is that was that one event? Like everything. Sure. If I could go back and undo that event, where would I be now? Like, not not to talk about other or to promote other podcasts and radio shows, obviously. But Gavin, you, you and Andrew, I think you listened for a while too. We're all familiar with Sour Shoes, who's a guy who calls into the Howard Stern Show, and he has a photographic memory of every song ever made or that he's ever heard, and he can play it on a keyboard from start to finish, having only heard it once. It's like a super superhuman ability. But he also wears a diaper and lives with his parents because he's he's got the mind of a child and he's in his 40s or 30s. However, he was a normal dude until he was a baseball player in high school and he got hit in the fucking head with a baseball and he came out the other end. That guy, dude, I, the head is important. You got to look after your, your old bonds. Yeah, you like he uh, you he now has the ability to remember every song ever made, but he shits in a diaper. So it's like, I wonder Sounds like a fair trade. Yeah, I totally agree, by the way. I would take the talent for the, for the pooping. But uh, <laughs> I just like it just wonder, like I how many like how different would your life be if you had not had those two falls or whatever the fall is or the catast- catastrophe that happened to you that broke you in the way that you're broken? We'll never know. It's a shame. Hey, who are you? Uh, I'm Jeff. I was going to say, actually, I thought this was episode 16. And then I looked and it's not. You said it's 18. I've now uh, realized, much like uh, I'll never think of you not showering before every appointment, I think every episode <laughs> of this sh- of face is 16 for some reason. Yeah, I think last... Did you say last week you named it 15? I think, I think your naming scheme is what's... Your local naming scheme is screwing you a little bit. Uh, I, yeah, I just am going to name them all 16 now, I think. I feel like the internet is ablaze since the last one came out. The, 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 tr- the trial... Well, the trial hasn't come out yet, but the, uh, the pre-trial came out. <laughs> And I feel like the comments are just on fire. Andrew, Andrew. what are your thoughts about it? <laughs> I think it went over very well. I think people uh, very much uh, enjoying, enjoying the way uh, it's gone. I don't think there have been any issues or complaints or, or uh, calling me a coward. I'm starting to feel worried because usually, like Jeff and I, we're in videos constantly. Uh, years and decades of comments. But you, Andrew, sort of uh, have been typically background in terms of your interaction with the audience, you know, there's there's a lot of people who know you who you are, but it's not like a daily barrage of comments. And uh, it, it, I feel like the comments went from 
Andrew is the funniest person I've ever heard in my life. Where have you been keeping him this entire time? To Andrew is a little bitch. Why doesn't he just eat the pencil? What a cowardly little bitch. I hate Andrew. I can't believe. Get, get him out of here, that bum. I say. think <laughs> the psychology is interesting because the concept that like me pretending I didn't agree to have a pencil is the worst thing ever. <laughs> But Jeff saying that I have an obsessive piss fetish and that I'm watching homeless ladies pee is a lie that is totally acceptable. No issues there at all. No problem. Odds, by the way, not a lie. That's based on Absolute stories lie. you told us. I said one story where I saw a woman pee and I didn't want to see it. It wasn't what I was hoping for. I didn't seek it, but it happened. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. You, that happened. You looked out your window. You saw it, right? Yeah. That, that moment. Mm-hmm. Have you looked out your window at that spot since? What do you, well, that's an absurd question. Yeah, I've looked out the window. It's a window. Because uh, despite your, your fucking willingness not to be I've a weirdo. I've looked out the window for 20 years before. Yeah, waiting to see the pee. And then you saw it, and now your eyes get brought right back to that same spot, just hoping against hope that maybe one day it'll happen again. Are you disappointed now when you look out the window and there's nothing happening out there? My whole point was that I don't do this. How did this flip into, <laughs> am I disappointed that I don't see it? Because we're getting to the truth here. Here's the thing. Oh, just like I was trying to get to the truth, but that's a big fuck. Improv. You say that I made it up like a lie, but Andrew, if you were really horrified and didn't like what you saw, you would have bricked in the window. <laughs> you would have been horrified by seeing po- homeless ladies, but the fact that you didn't brick in your window and you continue to look out that window tells me you are obsessed with urine. Very telling. Do you ever bricked in a window? Ever? Uh, listen, there are. Uh, I'm not legally allowed to say. Uh, about certain things. Okay, I wouldn't even know how to. Where do I go to brick a window? Well, I'd go to I'd go to Home Depot. Well, the brick store. Yeah, well. I was gonna say, where's the brick store? <laughs> you go to Home Depot. You buy some bricks and some spackle. I mean, you can make a brick. Wait, I need spackle. You can make a brick. You can make your own spackle. Get find some clay. You know, get it wet. Make it brick like. Put it in the oven. So he's he's got a point. What is a brick? Like, how do I make a brick? <laughs> it's heated up clay. What is what is clay though? It's uh, well, it's like it's like super mud. It's everywhere in the world except every biome I use in Minecraft. <laughs> do you ever just look at like like I was looking at a Kit Kat recently and realized I have no idea what a wafer is. Like I wouldn't even know <laughs> where to begin. Waif- what a wafer is? What it, like if someone said if okay. If, yeah. That is a good point. I know what a wafer is. If you said, Andrew, here's $2 million, go make a legitimate <laughs> Kit Kat, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get the ingredients. I had unlimited budget. I could do whatever I needed. I'm like, I need chocolate. I can buy chocolate. What the fuck is a wafer? Is it a rice thing? Do I need flour? Do I cook? Do I do I put it in an oven? I'll be honest. You've, you've blown my mind. What, where does a wafer come from? Andrew... I was all I was all in uh, to make fun of you, but I, you won me over instantly. I got no idea. I have no clue how to make a wafer or what I know what it tastes like. Why, do, why don't we go around the group, Jeff? How do you make wafer? I think you would b- bake it. With you bake it. Well, you keep saying it though. Like what? <laughs> you gotta get, uh, you gotta have it to bake it. I think it's like it's like rice based, maybe like rice paper. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. It's a fucking mystery. I just had a nutter butter and it was or, or a nutty buddy and it's all wafer and chocolate. And I don't know what I ate. 
It's got to be like one degree from a, a biscuit or a cookie, it, uh, but like flatter. But it's the texture's different though. It is. It is. It's like maybe you got to like crush it. It's almost like precise. Like you know, um, what is that dessert you get when you eat at like shawarma places? Ba 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 uh. Baklava? A balaclava is a thing you wear in your head, but no, not balaclava. No, <laughs> ba baklava, yeah, baklava, right? It's like it's like it's like weight, it's like it's like layers of of like pastry on top of each other, like over and over again. It's like a precise version of like a scientific version of that. I didn't hear a single thing you said because I'm obsessed with the idea that you thought we're suggesting a thing you put on your head like that. We would we need a clarification. You're like, no, not baklava. It's a head thing, and then you circle back and just said, oh, yeah, it is. They always confuse me. <laughs> Two people show up to rob a bank. One of them's just got a bunch of Kit Kat sellotaped around his head. <laughs> Those are words that get to me. I've never seen a wafer in the wild, is what is the real puzzle to me. Are you expecting it to grow on, like, a wafer shrub? No, I'm saying, mm. like, if I'm at a, there's a, tr a plate of treats, right? Like, an assortment of desserts. I'm never like, oh, that's a wafer. You don't see it. It's always with something else. It's covered in chocolate. It's just, it's just strange. I only really see it. Yeah. Can we potentially get um, the Face Jam guy who's in this recording to do a little bit of wafer research if he has time? Also cheese. That's another one. Cheese, listen, fuck off. With cheese is milk. It's just Yeah, fucking... but okay, you get the milk, but then how do you make it the cheese? You leave it. You just leave it alone. So I get a cow. I milk the cow. Then I leave the milk and it turns into cheese? I mean, in the right environment, and you can add sort of like different cheese cultures. <laughs> but I think yeah. basically it's... What is a cheese culture? <laughs> you just leave milk and it turns to cheese. And then you like you like skim off the top and sometimes that's the cheese. Yeah, you like heat it and you can like stir it and it starts to like gloopify and then you take your curds of cheese. I don't know. I don't, I've never made cheese, but it's, it's pretty milky. <laughs> it's pretty gross, the process. I just watched him make uh, mozzarella on uh, Fuck That's Delicious, and it's it's a pretty gross process. I just, like, going to the wafer concept of I need to make this thing, I definitely, I'd buy a cow, I'd buy a bucket, and then it's, it's we're going, it's crazy from there. I'm just going to be buying stuff, hoping it works. I think you need a, you need a cow, a bucket, you need some cheesecloth, and a dark, damp room. Do you need heat? Is that part of it, or am I making that part? Uh... Well, it's is the pasteurize that the heat is a the pasteurization is a heat is like I don't know what uh, what process that's uh, that uh, is introduced into cheese. Do you pasteurize the milk before you make cheese out of it, or do you not need to? I don't know. I, I don't know. Oh, I wish I was a farmer. Do I need the the thing that you put the the, the milk into and you you hit it with the stick in the bucket? That's how they make butter, right? So, oh, like a churner? Like a churn? I feel like I need to do some churn if I'm making cheese. There might be some churning in, uh, for certain types of cheese, yeah. But that's butter, though. But, yeah, yeah, but I feel like you gotta churn the milk. You can't just leave the milk. There has to be a churn. I feel like that's the point. That's like the crossroad, is you either mm. you take the milk and you churn, or you take the milk and you leave, and then you've got two different parts. Maybe that's how butter was invented. Someone trying to make cheese. Is butter milk? <laughs> Butter's milk. <laughs> is, is it, it not? Hey, Eric, what's a wafer? A wafer is just a very thin cookie or cracker. It's made out of flour. I don't know. Oh, flour. Like, yeah, it's just a very thin cookie or cracker. How do you make a wafer? I, I, I You make a very thin cookie or cracker. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like a thing that a, a human can do. That's not true. If I make really thin chocolate chip cookies, those aren't fucking wafers. Yeah, I, I think it's more to it. It's crazy because you asked me and then I told you and then you told me 
that I was wrong. You don't know <laughs> what it is. You asked me. I know I'm wrong, but I know you're wrong too. <laughs> We're all equally wrong. I do know that. I have a work question for you, Eric. Yes. Has yeah. any of this episode of Face been an episode of Face yet? Uh, I think most of it. I don't think any of it is on the cutting room floor. Maybe some of the beginning, but really I think a lot of that is crucial for the weird early visibility thing where you just really yeah. came unglued. <laughs> like, you really, like, crumbled. You're just a weirdo. I feel like this has been nice, though, because obviously we were pretty... We were just hammering Andrew for the last two episodes, mm-hmm. and uh, now the audience is getting him, so I feel like we don't need to as much. But I, I'm enjoying this sort of, like, pre-trial discussion time. Yeah. It feels like yeah. the old days. It does. I kind of... I'm with you, Gav. I feel like nothing we can do to pile on to Andrew is gonna hold a candle to what the audience is, has already probably been putting him through. Uh, yeah. By the time the, the trial comes out, I heard, I don't know if you've listened <laughs> to any of that episode yet. I listened to like the first five minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I said it. Yeah, he's he's in for some fun. But I kind of like the fact that we're avoiding it because it is, it's obviously been, uh, even though Andrew said there was no love lost between the three of us and that though he had to work a little bit to find some of that love, I, I like kind of ignoring it and pretending like we're not in the middle of a really heated three-way argument and, and just uh, just hey, just uh, pretending like that's not happening and then enjoying. I have some stories I could tell. Andrew yeah. told me he f- faced himself. He wants to talk about that. And uh, let's just pretend like the world's greatest trial never has isn't happening behind the scenes. I'll be honest, though. I don't think I've ever wanted him to eat a pencil less since the start of this. It's like, I don't know. I'm not fussed anymore. Yeah. I don't know what you mean. It's just interesting to see how he handled it. Eric says he has a judge's ruling. I handled it very well, in my opinion. I want to know this judge's ruling. You want to go straight to it? Maybe we should. Let's end on it. Yeah. (laughs) This is very suspicious. I feel like you two know something I don't. That was very weird. That was weird. (laughs) I sense that. I don't I don't know anything. I don't I just I just I'm just having a really nice time right now. And once we start talking about the trial, I know I'm gonna get all worked up and then you're gonna get defensive (laughs) and then Gavin's gonna get involved and it's gonna turn into a three way fuck fest of yelling. Enjoy the non yelling. No, I am. Yeah, right now we're just hanging out. This is great. I just I you know, I I'm at the point where I'm ready to talk about it as like a bit. I mean the trials happen. What is Hello Fresh? What is Hello Fresh? What a question! I'll tell you. If I assume you know what it is, everybody should know what Hello Fresh is. It's the it's the best way to get pre measured ingredients and mouth watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. It's not. It's America's number one meal kit. Hello Fresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And I'll be honest with you, I don't like going to the grocery store. Sometimes grocery stores smell. Sometimes the people at grocery stores smell. I have a sensitive nose. I'm learning. And I would prefer I would prefer to save it. HelloFresh offers convenient delivery right to your doorstep for easy for he for easy 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 home cooking with the family. The recipes are easy 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 to follow and quick to make with simple steps and pictures to guide you along the way. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning. I don't like stress. I got enough of it in my life. I'm 45 and I got a 15-year-old daughter and uh, a bunch of idiots that work for me. I don't, uh, I don't have any room in my life for stress. It's flexible for my lifestyle. I can keep my fridge stocked by adding extra proteins and sides like garlic bread to my weekly order. I just, the other night we had some garlic bread and uh, I looked up and I had eaten, oh gosh, three quarters of it before the meal was ready because uh, the garlic bread got done a little early and then I, and I realized there were two other people in the house and I felt very guilty, but 
It was a delicious garlic guilt, and it was worth it. HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients, so you're not just overbuying, which is a burden on the planet and your wallet. This is what I'm talking about. Nobody likes a burden, right? My mom certainly didn't want one. That's why I joined the army. The packaging HelloFresh uses to ship your food is almost entirely made from recyclable and or already recycled content. Kind of like uh, Off Topic or well, pretty much anything Rooster does at this point in 2020, right? hi -yo. We've talked about how I feel about the garlic bread, right? Don't get me started. I already covered the garlic bread. I can go back into it if I need to. But once the uh, once the seal is broken on my garlic bread talk, it's we're going to be off to the races, and there's probably not enough time left in this ad. So let's just let me just throw that. I'm just going to throw it out there again. Garlic bread. I think that says everything we needed to. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Face80 and use code Face80 to get a total of $80 off your first month. See, that's what they're doing. They're taking the face from this podcast and then 80, which is the $80 discount you get. They sandwich those together uh, into uh, one delicious little uh, coupon for you. That's what it is, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. That Once again, that's HelloFresh.com slash face 80. This fall, as you get back into the swing of things, Bespoke Post has brand new seasonal Box of Awesome collections for you guys, guaranteed to upgrade your life. I know uh, Jeremy, uh, who's a big uh, Chima Hunter, he, uh, he's a big fan of Box of Awesome. He, uh, he talks about his Box of Awesome all the time. He's like, Bespoke Post this and, and Box of Awesome that. And, uh, and uh, I would literally die without it, is what he says. Don't tell my wife, but it's more important to me than her uh, and my family and our future. I care about one thing and one thing only, Box of Awesome. Now, once again, that's uh, according to Jeremy. But he's a smart dude. You don't make it to his age without uh, getting a few things right. So whether it's gear to upgrade your autumn craft beers or cozy threads for when the temperature dips, man, I, it was, I went outside today. It's almost October in Texas. It was a balmy, like, 88. Starting to, get, starting to get chilly here. Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods to bar, like barware. You guys like barware, right? You don't want to, you're like, let's be honest. You're older now. You're not crushing beers on your forehead. Get yourself a bar cart, some barware from Box of Awesome, and uh, learn to make a Tom Collins or something a little more dignified than uh, just Jaeger bombs. Cooking tools, you should also be learning to cook at this point. If you've made it this far into 2020 without learning to cook, you are behind the curve, my friend, because everybody else on Earth has been using this time to learn to cook. And outdoor gear. Also, I feel like if you've tried to rent an RV in the last three or four months in America, you'll find out they're all taken because everybody wants to get out into the great outdoors. Everybody wants to go hang out at a national park or a state park. You're going to need some good outdoor gear if you're going to go do that. That's why Box of Awesome is important. And they have collections for every part of your life. Maybe it's the outdoor gear part, part of your life. Maybe it's the cooking tool part of your life. Maybe it's the barware or grooming. I don't know. Maybe you just want to be a stylish-ass dude. I know I do. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com, and your answers will help them pick the Box of Awesome that's right for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories, and it's free to sign up. Also, you can skip a month or cancel any time. They're not, this, you're not locked in for life or anything. They're not jerks. By the way, each box only costs four. This is the most important part. Each box only costs $45. But the cool thing is it's got over $70 inside every time. So you're literally making a profit every time you open one of these things up. Just think about that. 
So, get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code FACE, F-A-C-E, that is FACE, at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code FACE, for 20% off your first box. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say, if you get your first box, it won't be your last. I would like to talk about last week. Okay, so last week, you very casually, right at the end of the podcast... Yes. brought up how you had secretly been looking through my Halo times and and beating them. You were basically ready for me to say, hey, I have a better time than you on this level. Yep. So you could be like, no, you don't. And I, and I did have a better time than you because I was working on it, but I didn't bring it up because, A, I want to wait a long time uh, before announcing this on you. I want it to be really inconvenient. And B, uh, I, want it, I, I wanted to beat myself even more. But you just so casually were like, by the way, I beat your time. To the point where you were so smug at your timing (laughs) that I was livid. I was like, I can't believe he just casually threw that out there. I worked hard on that time and you beat it without any fanfare. And I didn't even get to sort of spring it on you. Uh, So so now it's on. I'm obviously, I'm trying to smash your time. And then you're you're playing, you've got some dirty tricks going on where you say, (laughs) (laughs) I, I basically, I beat the time that you beat. And you were suspicious of my methods. And then you just came to me and said, uh, you're screwed. The time is trapped. I trapped it. What does that mean? I trapped. Do I need to clarify? I feel like you should know what it means. I trapped it. I'm assuming we're doing the same method. It's a, <laughs> it's a trap strategy. As soon as you go, <laughs> I go. And we're just, it's back on you. As far but when as you I'm say concerned. it's trapped, what I took that to mean was you have the time done. You just you just don't have it submitted. Is yeah. that what you mean by trapped? Yeah, I think that's a fair explanation. Okay. So to it's, it's mind games. You, so you're basically guessing that you have a better time, a trapped time than my trapped time. And we're just well, not submitting <laughs> our times. <laughs> we're in a real stare down. I submitted my I told you what my trapped time is. You just didn't put it in. No, that's waiting. It's trapped. Here's the thing. This is, this is healthy for the for the overall bet, because as we keep beating our times <laughs> or trapping our times, they get harder and harder to beat each time to the point where potentially 12 hours might not be enough. So you have, there's a method with which you keep calling it trapping your time, but you like, you beat the time offline or something and then you just don't, don't sign back on. So for the, the, for the sake of the reported. audience, I'll, I'll just go through it. So the ty- the, uh, the level is outskirts, which is a Halo 2 map where uh, you just fight through where you're in Africa, you're on earth. And the way that the timing works, you can just save and quit. And it will basically it'll hold the time that you have. So restarting a checkpoint continues to add time. But if you die, instead of just having it restart the checkpoint, if you just save and quit, you just go from whatever the time was at that checkpoint. So you can actually sort of slow build your times. And if you do that right before you end the level, you don't have a submitted time, but you have one ready to go. You just have to then do the last checkpoint. Is that what you've been doing, Andrew? That is what I've been doing. Did you right. know you could do that when you started this? When did you learn that that was an option? Uh, I've always known. Okay, I didn't know. I thought wait, wait, it was so just... you, you got the actual the speed running achievement without doing that. Initial, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> oh shit! So you're really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I didn't know it was an option. Uh, what happened was I was trying to beat Gavin's dumb time, and I was in the middle of a great run. I was near the end, and my game crashed. And I was like, "Fuck!" I lost the run, and it was like 4 a.m., so I wasn't really thinking. And instead of just loading up a new run, I accidentally click resume. And it put me back to where I was, and the time was back to where it was at that checkpoint, 
and it opened up a whole new world of possibilities. If I wouldn't have, if it would have never crashed, I would have never known. And there's no way I would have ever come close to you. It I, I want to. <laughs> I I wanted to try and find in the Slack where you got <laughs> really suspicious. Oh, I did. Yeah, you're good. If the times you're presenting are legitimate, <laughs> you're very good at Halo Two. Okay, so I, we were just going back and forth with our times, and then on Slack you said to me. How are you cheating? <laughs> He's cheating in some way, and I don't I know said, what it is. I said, no cheating, just playing some Halo, developing some strats. You said, so I'm supposed to believe you just show up and set the 87th best time in the world for outskirts. I, I said, sure, why not? New strats, new times. <laughs> you, you said... You don't go from hitting a career average of two homers a year and then suddenly hit 87 and say you're holding the bat differently. <laughs> Something stinks. It's and then suspicious. I guess you discovered my, uh, my technique of saving and quitting. I did. So we've basically got our times down. This is on Legendary, so it's actually incredibly easy to die. But we're, we're now sub four minutes and I'm not using any... Well, I'm using like my... I'm just going my own way i'm not following videos in hope that you don't Wait. know what i'm doing to the point where you can't copy what i've done if you're saying you're not using videos you are a hundred percent cheating there's no way <laughs> not cheating there's no way I'm not, I'm not cheating i want i need to see a what well, you'd have to edit it together because i assume you're closing your game out every 40 <laughs> seconds but i would love to see what a run of yours looks like i'll show you my run after the 12 hours have passed and You've lost the bet. I'll show it I'm to you. I'm excited that. for that. Yeah. I think I might lose, honestly. You're, you're doing really well. I'll say this for him, Andrew. He's got none of your uh, talent when it comes to game play, playing video games. Absolutely right. N none of your ability, but he knows Halo and the, the levels and the maps in Halo better than probably mo a lot of the people that worked on them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fair. I, I thought I knew Halo as well, but he's uh, showing a whole other level. He came realize. in, he, I remember being blown away. He came in, we made, this is my being nice about Gavin segment of the podcast. Uh, well, he came in and directed season seven of Red versus Blue. And so we had already made six seasons at that point. Plus, uh, and the season was 20 episodes, two hours. Plus for every episode we made, we probably made two or three for corporate gigs or, you know, sponsorships, whatever. We made a shitload of, like, probably... By the time we made seven seasons of Red vs. Blue, we probably made 20 seasons worth of content. I thought I knew that game like the back of my hand. Like, I knew everything about Halo 1, 2, 3, and Reach at that point. And this little British dickhead came in, and in the first day, by, by the end of the first day, Bernie and I, our jaws were on the ground. We we're like, how the fuck did he know how to do that and that and that? He taught us so much. He must, I can only assume that his life in England, and why he probably why he moved to America... <laughs> was so just abysmal. And I don't know if it was the weather or like the if he would walk outside, there would immediately be like a, a chav ready to punch him in the teeth. or So he just never <laughs> left his house. Or maybe he was scared to leave his bedroom because his parents were abusive or something. I don't know what it was, but he must have just lived inside <laughs> the world of Halo for the first 17 years he was alive. Uh I'll be honest, I know exactly what it was. I was just a teenager who had no friends. Uh, I, was actually, I actually was fine at school. Like I had this like pretty solid friend group, but they all got pretty into drugs, which, you know, it was, it was fine with me. I just, I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. So they just stopped inviting me to stuff. 
because I was always just like, oh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be on the, <laughs> I'm not going to be involved. So I was just like, I just was un- unneeded. <laughs> so I just stayed in and played Halo for what, until I found a different group of friends. But that was a good, maybe three or four year period there where I just play Halo all the time. It was great. I love the idea of you at a party being like, you guys see that new super jump on lockout? Yeah. <laughs> crazy, right? How's everybody, how's everybody speed more consistent. right consistent. Well, you, you hug the back of the base on coagulation, you slip down, you hit the super jump. <laughs> I missed that. That was fun. It was fun. I was God in a clan damn. in Halo 2 called Nuts on Your Chin. I was like 12. <laughs> it was me and like a bunch of 20 and 30 year old guys. It was run by a guy who was a tattoo artist. And at the end of every game, you had to teabag people and say nuts on your chin over and over again. It was a very sophisticated group. I, is that, was that it? That's, that's it. Well, what oh, do you mean? I'm, I'm laughing so hard. I'm laughing quietly. I like, I don't know. What else do you want from me? No, I just, I, I was I just really, sharing really a nice you gonna, Halo 2 story. I thought you were going to like tell a nuts on my chin anecdote. And then I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it to be over. <laughs> no, it's just, it's a kind of, it's a weird thing. It's oh. a claim called nuts on your chin. Do you still hang out with those guys? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're been, no, I don't think I'm still in the clan. I think they probably kicked me out. It's a, it's a hard group to get into. Do you think the nut, nuts on your chin clan is still growing strong? I don't think so. I think that's probably a, a clan that became less funny with time. I'm sure. Disbanded. Uh, yeah. That, that was always the thing with, I mean, my relationship with you, Andrew and Halo, is that I would be very good at one thing, like say, Griffball. I mean, I was good at Griffball because we we were the only people playing it because there were like only like eight people playing at the time. And then you came in and just made us all look like just infants who didn't know how to hold a controller. And that's uh, that's just carried on. Like the entire time I've known you, that's been our story. Like I've been trying to beat you with stuff and you just casually destroy me. And I feel like eventually I'll come out on top, but I just don't know when that will be. You definitely will. The secret from my perspective is that you just, you guys are not great at really any game. I'm not, it's not that I'm so good. I'm very average. It's just your bar is so low that I can come in That's and bullshit. I look way more impressive. That's bullshit. That, I, every time I talk, you, you're into a game. It's not that you're average. We, we were talking about, like, I. by the way, did you see Left 4 Dead uh, is updating? Dude. After like 10 years? How fucking crazy is that? Not to turn this into a video game podcast. Dude, but there's like 30 on your new, chin back together. There's 30 <laughs> new achievements and there's going to be, an, like, that's fucking exciting. But like back in like the Left 4 Dead days, I would get Andrew to help me, and then Andrew just casually drops one like one day. He's like, "Yeah, I was looking up. Uh, I was looking up online some way I do, uh, and uh, I'm like the third best Left 4 Dead player in the world right now. Isn't that weird?" <laughs> like, What's even weirder about that is I don't remember that, but that happened. I do. It, it, right. it definitely happened. Can you imagine how frustrating it would be for Andrew to be number two in the world at Halo? Like he is at Garfield? <laughs> and Gavin is number one? I'd be okay with that. If Gavin Ooh. can get number one, that's great. It wouldn't happen because uh, he would just spend the next 200 days back to back doing it until he was yeah. number one. Because yeah. that's the kind of person he is. The stakes are so high for this. I think I'd give you Halo 2. You've, you've impressed me. With uh, the, the techniques, uh, what you're saying, the fact that you're not using any videos is, is impressive. I'll give you that. Should we, uh, Jeff, what do you, what do you got this week for f- face? Oh, I do have a little f- face. Uh, just a, uh, well, and I have uh, some uh, housekeeping I wanted to do as well. I think I'm being pranked or plagued by a gentle ghost. <laughs> okay. I was at the, what I'm now referring to as the f- face intersection in Austin. 
and I say that because it's I you know I ride my bike like thirty miles a day. Uh, it's my exercise, and so I go. Uh, well, I go all over town, but there's this one intersection that I I go through pretty often. It's a it's a big intersection. Um, the other day, maybe like a month or two ago, I was stopped at a, at the stoplight waiting to go, and I say it's the f- face intersection because a guy rolled down his window next to me and goes, "Hey," and I'm like, "Ugh." So I turn over and I look, and he goes, "Great job with the f- face," and I went. Oh, thanks, man. He goes, yeah, I love it. Listen to it all the time. And he drove off. I thought he was going to yell at me or make fun of me or ask for directions or something. You thought it was going to be like that guy when we were having drinks at that bar, the, the homeless guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he was going to tell me I'm what's wrong with Austin or whatever. Do you know about that, Andrew? <laughs> yes. I think you brought that up on this podcast. Oh, okay. And so every time I stop at that stoplight, I, I think about that moment. I'm like, oh, this fuckface uh, stoplight. And I was actually thinking about, um, I had just read some slacks from you, Andrew, about fuckface potentially we talked about making baseball cards, you know, or collectible cards, mm-hmm. what they would look like, what would be on the cards. And I was kind of running through the list that you had you had slacked and kind of thinking about if I want to cut my shorts up or not. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, some other stuff. <laughs> and uh, and while I was doing that, I, I had been stopped for 30 seconds. I was standing up uh, the same way I always do, left foot on the ground, right foot on the curb to the right. And I was perfectly vertical, no breeze, no nothing, and I just looked up and I went, yep, light's still red. And then I went back into my head, think about face collectible cards. And then suddenly I noticed I was very slowly tilting to the right. And I thought, <laughs> that's weird. And I looked up and the traffic light was crooked too. And I realized I was really, really slowly, as if by being pushed by the most gentle of ghosts, just being nudged over, like laid down. And I, there was nothing I could do about it. My right foot was immediately trapped under the bike and like gravity didn't speed me up which is why i know it must have been a ghost laying me down and uh <laughs> and there was no wind gravity didn't intensify things and it just as if in a cartoon slowly laid me down onto the ground under my bike in in the exact same position i was standing up in as if like i got hit with a freeze ray and i just topped over but without any kind of like a uh, uh, terminal velocity from the gravity and uh unfortunately there were 4000 cars around <laughs> and they all saw it. And also it had rained the day before. So it the ghost gently laid me down into a mud puddle, like a grassy mud puddle. And so I just laid the entire right side of my body covered in mud and uh, under my bike for a second. And uh, I, I didn't know what to do. A lot of cars looking at me. I look up every I'm making eye contact with at least 20 people. And so <laughs> I just uh, I just sat there and laughed. And waited for till every car left, and then I got on my bike and then sat through another cycle and left. But yeah, so now I'm uh, I'm on the lookout to see if the ghost strikes again because uh, it was super paranormal. I feel like maybe instead of a ghost, you just have like an ear infection or something. I don't think so. I don't think so. Because <laughs> usually when I start falling, I don't figure it out based on my eyes. I can usually figure out <laughs> that I'm falling. I'm not like I'm like, like man, what's with all these forty five no. degree angles? <laughs> I noticed it. It would totally notice the angle. Yeah, it was, it was so strange. <laughs> Have you been hit by any baseballs recently? No, I haven't. And I don't know. I can't play any song. So, yeah, I, no, okay. nothing. I have another uh, question for you, Jeff. Uh, of okay. the 30 miles that you cycle a day, how many miles do you actually pedal? <laughs> the entire time, baby. You gotta pedal. That's how you get places. I'm not driving a car. You got an electric bike that does the driving. It's pedal assist <laughs> when I need it. I'm not trying to be Lance Armstrong. I'm not shooting myself up with performance-enhancing drugs here. I'm just trying to ride around and get some fucking breeze, baby. It's uh, 100 degrees every day in Austin. 7 a.m., it's it's like 75 <laughs> degrees and breezy. It's beautiful. I wonder if any dopers have used a pedal assist bike as well. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think that one'd be easier to catch. I mean, the cheating is pretty extreme. I feel like there was wasn't there a story of like a guy that had a cork in his mouth or something, and, and like <laughs> there's fishing line to a car. He was using that for a little bit of a boost. <laughs> So he's getting pulled along by his teeth? Yeah, I believe that was the thing. Or there's even, like, I think the best endurance runner (laughs) in the world, he cheated by using porta-potties, which was really smart. He'd run a lap, and then he'd hop in a porta-potty and wait, like, eight minutes, and then pretend that that was the second lap and run through. And that was his whole game plan. You'd be very innovative with cheating. That's really smart. It was. I thought that was going to be way more interesting. I thought you were going to say that he'd like tunneled between two porta potties and he was like. <laughs> He's not fucking Andy Dufresne. He just has to wait seven minutes. <laughs> uh, one other thing I said I had some housekeeping. Uh, as you know, uh, part of uh, the, the whole point of the face podcast, aside from telling hilarious stories about how we've our own faces, is we have the, the world's greatest uh face collection and uh currently uh andrew and i are the only two people in the world to have the complete collection i know there's been some discussion about adding in uh, a fred roberts and bussy but the initial collection was only the billy ripkin face card and coolio's daredevil autograph card for the movie he got cut from andrew i wanted to congratulate logo da fish who tweeted me uh he or she or they uh are a member of our club they uh they displayed wow. their Billy Ripken and their Daredevil card. So uh, if you want to add in a Fred Roberts uh, and a and a Tom Martin, a Bussy Tom Tim, I think it's Tom. I think you're right. It's Tom. Tom, Tom Martin or and Fred Roberts. Uh, feel free. Those will probably be easier to get than the two that you already got. But logo to fish. Uh, you're in the face club, buddy. Congratulations. Congratulations. Man, I gotta get involved. Have you got your Fred Roberts card? Looking at it right here. Hell of a uh, hell of a set of eyebrows, Mr. Yeah. Roberts. Came with a certificate of authenticity. Really? Yeah. For just a normal card. Well, it's autographed, but Oh, you got an autograph one too? Yeah, sixty-seven awesome. it's item number sixty-seven six oh four. Uh you mentioned his eyebrows. He is the, it's like Anthony Davis level. It is. He was ahead of the curve. He he set the bar for Davis. Did you know that there was a guy I was in high school with? Uh, I didn't. I wasn't friends with him, so I didn't call him this. But other people did. He would have beat me up if I did it. But uh, he had eyebrows that crossed, like uh, kind of like Gus, but or like Anthony Davis or Fred Roberts. But his eyebrows crossed a little bit, so they were. It was <laughs> like a unibrow, but it, but it like crossed a tiny bit, and so they called him Malcolm X eyebrows. <laughs> Because his eyebrows were like an X. Or some people would call him X-Man. I get it. I like the framing of, did you know that some kids in the high school I went to (laughs) called this other kid this nickname? How would we possibly know? We assuredly didn't know that. Oh, did you? You weren't aware? No. No, I was not aware. Okay. Well, that's good to know. You think uh, if I'm not keeping in touch with nuts on your chin, I'm keeping in touch with nuts? (laughs) Oh, man. Dude, so what's with the Ian shit? Yeah, can you explain? Okay. Is it time for Ian? We're already kind of at the end of this episode. Well, I have one hell of a great face story. So I don't know. Can I fit two in? Ian thing I don't think is that long. The other one, I don't know. Okay, so when we're doing the court case, right? And Jeff and I both came up with our joke pieces of evidence where it was just splices from of audio put together to make a singular statement. Yes, well, one of us did an excellent job with that. <laughs> I think we both did. But when I went to do that, I thought I'm going to need to source words. How like this is going to be a lot of work. The more people I can get working on this, the easier it'd be. And it's also just fun to involve the community and stuff. So I tweeted, if you are an Achievement Hunter fan and also have a Discord, 
let me know. I have a project uh, you can work on. Did not anticipate the response. It was very overwhelming. There were like 300 people requesting invites within the first hour. And I was just inviting people away. I had one friend in there and they were reporting me the chaos that was happening. And I guess what had happened is two of the people had the same name of Ian. And then they thought it would be funny as a joke if they all called themselves Ian. So it'd be harder for me to address specific people, from my understanding. (laughs) And at that point, I just thought there's no way I'm going to be able to communicate to get like this is chaos. So I just killed the server and then they made their own server and invited a bunch of people to it. And they became the Ian's. And I joined as a joke. (laughs) And I said, tell me who is the original Ian. He revealed himself. And then I blocked him on Twitter and said, I killed your God. And I left. And I kind of expected it to end there. But they just kept growing. And then I'd see their posts on on the subreddit, on the Rooster Teeth subreddit. And it became like a whole thing. So then I joined them. And because there's also a Krampus Discord. And I thought these really... They need to merge somehow. So I came into the Ian Discord and I declared a Garfield cart competition. Both sides would have to nominate a champion. (laughs) An Ian? (laughs) An Ian, yeah. Whoever wins gets to keep their server. Loser has to delete their home. You can merge, obviously. There could be an alliance afterward, but there's no need for two servers. So there was a Garfield cart battle between the Ians and the Krampuses. Uh, (laughs) That was very very fun to observe. All the while this was happening, I just made a third Discord because I thought this is sort of insane. There should just be a face Discord. So I started that and uh, they've since merged. I had two people, one from each of the Discords come in. They did a wonderful job. The face Discord is way nicer than it should. It is beautiful. They did such a a (laughs) great job. They're incredibly thoughtful people. And so, yeah, they had their tournaments. The Ian's lost, but then uh, everybody merged and the the Ian's are done. I love the kind of people that it attracts, like the face audience mm-hmm. it is perfect because they're they, they immediately start f- facing you back by d- doing the whole ian thing it's really like a it's magical synergy it was very confusing you're supposed to let these things happen naturally uh and i'm not trying to gently nudge but i wonder if the f- face community wants to be labeled as something like face fuckers or <laughs> fuckers or i think in the Discord, they're referred to as fuckers. Fuckers is cool. Or Ian's or like. I think fuckers is better than face fuckers. I don't think anyone. <laughs> the face fucker is. Fuck a Andrews or, or like whatever. Nah, it's not a good one either. You don't like face fuckers? <laughs> no, I don't. I'm not a big fan. I'm imagining a, a very different scene from Alien. <laughs> oh my God. So that's the Ian's. I feel like I covered it. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad I'm in the know. I zoned out for some of it, but I'll go back and re listen to this. <laughs> What are you doing? What are you doing? I don't know. It was droning on about there was I I missed the part where the name Ian was a thing. I got <laughs> I feel like that was a 90 second explanation. Do you want us to make these episodes shorter, Jeff? Oh, the fucking ghost guy in the road with his four minute story about having an ear infection. I I was there for all of that, Jeff. You can't give me 90 seconds to answer a question you asked me. I didn't I know. bring up the Ian's. You asked it. I'm not any happier about it than you are, Andrew. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm also annoyed. I still don't know what the goddamn Ian's are. I know that there was a Garfield tournament, and I know that the, the <laughs> face community is nicer than the Ian community, and that they they had a baby or they merged community. or something, but I don't remember, I don't know why, and then you, you banned an Ian, and then that Ian's not allowed to be your friend on Twitter <laughs> no, that's or something. Happened. Andrew, he, he doesn't talk to you all week. He listens to you one time. <laughs> 
I just lost the plot when you were explaining the Ian part. That's all. It wasn't a depth plot is the problem. If it was complicated, there weren't layers. I'll go back and listen to the episode later. You're not going to, though. No way. <laughs> Gavin, why are they named Ian? Why are they, why they call it Ian? Don't tell them. It's already been explained. We don't need to do this. Yeah, I... I I feel like uh, that's on you now, Jeff. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I Listen, I'm not mad at Andrew. I don't think he did anything wrong. I'm mad at myself and my, my goddamn inability to, to pay attention long enough. I was lost in my head. I was thinking about other stuff. Were you getting pushed over slowly? Is that what was happening? <laughs> no. I wasn't. What were you thinking about, if I may ask? Uh... I don't know. Great. I re- no. I I distinctly remember. I distinctly remember at one point going, "Oh shit!" I think he just explained the Ian thing, and I I dropped that. I wonder if I can figure it out from context clues as the rest of the explanation goes. And then I tried. I tried. I paid double attention for the second half. I just missed the first part. But then you were thinking about paying attention over the top of actually paying attention it's like sometimes when you're listening to a podcast or something but you're you get a message or you read something at the same time and you don't take it in so then you wind it back but then you do the same thing again that makes you miss it again and it's like oh forget it all the time yeah that's essentially what happened and it's not andrew's fault in any way whatsoever i'm i accept responsibility for my adult brain are you offended andrew you offended by that no i'm not offended if he if he's taking responsibility i have no issue with that it was just funny It's also a very self-explanatory explanation for the name, which makes it funnier. Yeah, it's very simple. Yeah, not complicated at all. Um, so going back to the beginning of the episode, Jeff, uh, Eric said that he has the judge's ruling. Oh, Oh, yeah, we should do that. Fuck. Okay, sure. Why did you yell fuck? Because is this the end? Because I have a really good face. I mean, we can just do, it can just be a long episode. It's just okay. gonna be, a, I, like, it, it's up to Jeff because we have two sponsors. So if these are going to be nine minute sponsor reads, you know. I can get this story done in like two minutes. <laughs> it's a short one. It's just, it's a great, it's a wonderful, Let's, I but, feel like it encapsulates the show can, perfectly. Can I, by the way, before we go any further, <laughs> uh, I, w- I would like to hear, I would I would absolutely like to hear this story and I'd like to hear the, the judge's ruling, but I'd like to address the, the nine minute ad read uh, comment by Eric. I don't set out to do nine minute ad reads. What happens is usually uh, on Tuesday, Nick will text me or slack me in a panic, uh, in a tizzy, and say like, "Hey, can you do, can you do these ad reads? Uh, this one is more important. Uh, I need them as, as as soon as you can get them." And I go, "Okay." And then I sit down, and very rarely are they in any kind of usable format. And that's not an indictment <laughs> to Nick. That's not a problem. I, I don't blame Nick for that. But I get bullet points sometimes, and then I'll say like, "Is there a script?" And he goes, "Not really this time. They just you just kind of make it up as you go." So then I just hit record, and then I say everything on the paper, and I try to make myself laugh. I say everything on the paper one way. And then I say it again when I try to write a joke for it or something. And then I give him like, I don't know, a 30 minute file. I assume he can cut that down into 30 seconds or a minute or whatever he needs to. If these ads end up coming in at five, six, seven minutes, I can only assume it's because they're very good and they're very funny and there's too much good stuff to lose. Can't trim gold. Do you guys think this was supposed to make the episode shorter or? (laughs) I will say, and in defense of you, Jeff, I left. I mentally left six words into that story and came back eight words <laughs> on the back eight 
I have no idea what you said, but it, the ad reads, right? They're long. Yeah. Editing. You got the you got the gist of it. Okay. What's the back eight? Like the back eight words, I'd say. I, I'd say I left on the first six, came back, back eight. Isn't that meant to be like a golf reference with the back nine? Well, it wasn't a reference. It was just I was trying to measure words. Like, it's, oh. it's kind of weird. I didn't know how long he spoke for, but I could kind of say like... I just thought golf courses in Canada were different. <laughs> <laughs> I, anyway, I don't set out to make these ad reads long. My point being, Nick makes them long because he doesn't edit them down more. I don't set out to hit a double every time I'm up to the plate. Sometimes I just hit doubles. Would you prefer I hit a single? At least in a double, I'm in scoring position. I'd prefer a home run every time, but if I'm getting doubles effort, then I guess that's what we're getting. Dude, I'm fucking 45 years old. Though I don't have a lot of dingers left in me. <laughs> Andrew, tell me about how you faced yourself. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> It's a great transition by you. So right, I'm going to pay extra attention to I'm going to hear this thank whole story. You. It's, it's a pretty simple one. I think last week I brought up the fact that I have two Slack accounts. Yeah. Andrew Patton and, and not Andrew Patton. Yeah. I just switched it to not Andrew Patton recently. So I made one in 2017. Forgot I did it. There's a face channel on Slack for us. And the other one was in there and I wasn't. And uh, nobody realized for like a month. It took a month to, to figure this out. I had other messages on that Slack account. One of the messages, just let me pull it up, read it word for word. It was from a name I didn't recognize. I had two messages from them. I thought it was odd. Uh, so I looked into it. And the first message is, this was sent on September 3rd. I saw this September 11th when uh, we, we recorded. Hi, Andrew. I'm blank. I'm on the e-com team. Would it be possible if we could get one of your f face mistakes hats? There are pretty high demand for it, and we would love to replicate it and put it on the store. They sent that one day after I started Not the Rooster Teeth store. I talked so much shit from yeah, the did. time the store opened to like a week later when I finally saw this. I felt so bad. I was talking shit every day, every chance I could. On Twitter, like everywhere public, and they're wondering like, man, he's, yes. not, he's not only talking shit, he's not even, he's ignoring yes, us too. I I'm ignoring them. Their perception was that I was probably this huge asshole who didn't want these hats, but yet kept yelling about making these hats on Twitter, even though they want them. They were waiting for me the whole time. I was just screaming constantly about it. I had in my notes, I mean, who would have thought I'd make two Andy Dufresne references in one episode of Face, but I had in my notes the day we recorded, bring up the Andy Dufresne method, rally the community to message the store at least once a week, demanding the hats until they break and are willing to make them <laughs> with no concept of they've wanted them for over a week and I haven't <laughs> sent them. They actually sent two messages. They sent another one that was like, hey, just following up. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> oh, no. Can we please get one of those hats? <laughs> like, they're so friendly. And uh, I felt <laughs> terrible. So not only are the fucked up face hats a complete face in their creation but the making of them also couldn't be more of a face and you turned us against them too like we're here wondering like man why aren't they making this clearly a high demand what's going on in my defense eric said they were going to email me so i was i never even considered a slack as an option i was expecting an email how many emails do you have though i've t uh you want the real answer <laughs> <laughs> the real answer like emails i use regularly two no three Emails I just generally have, probably 18. <laughs> what? No, actually more, probably like 23. 23 email accounts? Yeah, I think I probably have 23 email accounts. For what? Sometimes you need to email a show about trellises, and you need to be ready for <laughs> when that day comes. Yeah. 
Do you think this is the longest? Oh, by the way, I heard that entire story. I was Me too. A, Great. I was hanging on your every word. Uh, I didn't drop any of it. I heard the front six. I heard the middle 2000 and the back eight. <laughs> I got the whole thing. I was enraptured by your storytelling ability and your, your prowess is unmatched. And I just wanted to say it was a great story. And, and thank you for that. If we want to make this short, we could always cut the shit at the beginning about me being early. <laughs> I think that's the best stuff. What I was going to ask is, are we trying to cut this shorter or should this just be the longest episode of Face we've ever done? We haven't even had the judges ruling. Yeah, we haven't had the judges ruling yet. And, and also, if Eric's worried about the ads being too short, I can make them longer. <laughs> Why would I be worried about the ads being too short? When did I say, man, I sure am worried about the ads being too short? Like, wh- I- Well, it sounds like it sounds like you just said it. And if I have, Jesus if Christ. you give me 30 minutes with Adobe Audition, I can present <laughs> that to you. That's going to say... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Tell us, uh, tell us about what happened. Yeah, the, the judge is ruling. Okay, so it is difficult to get a judge to do a ruling on a podcast called F**k Face. Most judges do not have senses of humor, <laughs> as I have come to find out. They don't think it's funny that you've asked them to do something. They don't want to settle your bet. Well, we're paying, though, aren't we? Yes, and that doesn't seem to matter. We paid a judge? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> What was the hourly cost? I can't tell you. I can't. Re- a gentleman does not reveal numbers. <laughs> However, through great effort. Did you hire legal Zoom? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, working with Gus found a website where you can hire a judge for uh, different rulings and things like that. And so I have actually not one, not two, but three judges rulings. <laughs> That are all about a minute to a minute and a half long. So I don't want to sit here and make you guys listen to every, unless you really want to, you know, listen to every word of all of these rulings. But um, I think you'll get the idea of kind of where they're all going when I uh, play you the first one. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, here's the first. Okay. Hello, this is Shaheen Davari. I'm from Hired Judge. I also was an attorney for three years and went to law school. And so... I'd like to start by saying at the very top that it is patently obvious to anybody who both listens to the podcast and understands the scenario that Andrew should, in fact, have to eat a pencil. First, he made the agreement and made the bet. And I want to say that up top because there was some type of backtracking that Andrew was trying to pretend that Truth isn't truth, and it wasn't really him, Um, but truth is truth, my friend. It was clearly your voice, and it was recorded, and that evidence definitely weighed heavily on the decision here today. Second, the crackpot legal defense team did not do uh, their job enough to get paid, so I really hope that you did not pay these people. (laughs) Saying that you didn't properly define a term in the contract um, isn't necessary in oral agreement contracts. And it's not a necessary in, in contracts. What's necessary in a contract is an understanding between the parties as to what the pencil is. You both understood what you meant by pencil. No lead. You don't want any lead. You don't want someone to get poisoned. Graphite pencils are perfectly harmless to eat in very small amounts, meaning one pencil. <laughs> and so um, buck up and... Uh, Eat the fucking pencil. I I was okay with that buck ruling up. until the very end. And also, no judge says buck up. Uh, this uh. judge did. 
I'm accepting of the ruling. I have some questions, though. I want to get drinks with that guy. I got an erection. Okay. Can you believe the part? The part that got me was when he talked about an oral agreement and that you both understood what a pencil was. And it's like, that's exactly right. These guys went above and beyond. Like, I explained to them what was going on and gave them pieces of evidence. They listened to, like, whole episodes. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's what Wait, I said. I'm like, no, don't do that. Oh, no. They listened to whole episodes. They got back to me in, like, a day. This hiredjudge.com. They got back to me in, like, a day. I worked with this guy, Blake. He was fucking awesome. They, like, really went above and beyond. All three of them said... Andrew has to eat the pencil. This is incredible. I'm blown away by that. I don't know what I was expecting. That exceeded everything. That oh, was yeah. phenomenal. That was what complicated. When you guys were like, how could you have a trial with no judge? Eric kind of told me that was the direction he was going to go in. That was always going to be the case. There's never going to be a judge. It was a tough thing to defend, though. That's stepping on on the amazing bit. I can't believe you got three. This was really impressive. Yeah. I have two more if you guys want to hear them, or we can just insert them into the uh, show later. But I'll, I'll be honest. If you'd have told yeah. me when we were recording episode one of F Face, if you'd have played mm -hmm. me that clip that you just played, I would have absolutely no <laughs> idea how we got there. I, I would never in a million years been able to piece that together. In only 16 episodes. <laughs> what a journey. <laughs> Yeah, and also as a side product of a burger-related issue. Like, the, the pencil thing was a burger thing. I, I'll accept the ruling, and now that this is kind of over, I'll be open about my my intent. I absolutely said I would eat a pencil. I didn't think I did at the time. When you first brought it up, Gavin, I genuinely didn't think I said that. But then uh, I talked to, to some of my friends who listened to the show. And I said, yeah, can you believe Gavin said that I thought he thinks that I said I would eat a pencil if I lost the bet. And they all universally agreed. They're all like, oh, yeah, you absolutely said that. <laughs> the, the thing is, is that I wonder, I, was, I wonder if you were sort of jeffing it, because even though I was saying that to you, you never acknowledged the pencil part in the bet. You just kept talking around and asking about other things to the point where no. technically you never even really, you never agreed on it with me. He did. I feel like I probably did. I, I summarized it and and we were and, and both agreed that you were on the same page. He, he definitely did eventually. I didn't remember it at the time. And then you, that night, Gavin texted Jeff and I audio clips of me agreeing. <laughs> and I felt I had no choice but to just claim that that yeah. was not my voice. It was the most ridiculous <laughs> explanation I could come up with. And thus we had a trial. It was the most fucking frustratingly hilarious wall I've been presented with, which was you just refusing to acknowledge <laughs> the naked truth. We, we just couldn't push through the wall. It was impossible. Like, nothing we said mattered. It's, it's like, kudos. The Trump defense worked very well. <laughs> Up to the very end. I was not going for a Trump defense, but I will say it was sort of horrifying, even though the legal team didn't work out. Being transparent to them and saying, like, I absolutely did this, get me out of it, and then seeing the minds of, like, people that have even a grasp of how the law works working together to get me out of a thing I absolutely committed to was horrifying, but also fascinating. It was weird. This was a great learning experience from beginning to end, I think. Yeah. I think we've done good work overall. I agree. I mean, it, it got a little aggressive, but I, I feel like that was all <laughs> the fun of it, at least in my end. I know we paid those judges so, you know, fucking congratulations. You got you got your cold, hard cash, but also like, thank you. That was like they went above and beyond. That was really cool to have our little debate, our little argument get presided upon by uh, not one, not two, but three like crackpot judges. That's uh, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. I don't think you know what crackpot means. <laughs> I, I meant to say, like I, I said, crackpot. 
Uh, I meant to say like a like a crack team of three judges. Oh, but I yeah. said crackpot. I was thinking about myself. You meant it sound like Eric found them in an asylum or something. Yeah. I, now I've insulted our judges. No. Uh, I love that they exist, and I love that we have access to them now. And I just I can't yeah. wait for other stuff. I have a rapport now. I'm I'm working with Blake closely. He says that he likes the sh- after listening to this stuff. He likes the show. Uh, so fantastic. I don't know. Like. He's really into it. So I told him that if we have other stuff that we have to settle across any of these other podcasts, we'll be going uh, with Hired Judge. Absolutely. So so they can help us out. That reminds me. I think I actually know what went wrong in my defense. Okay. I made a critical error. I'm going to blame Eric for this. This is Eric's fault. It really, it was my downfall. After we recorded when we agreed that we would be having a trial, Eric jokingly sent me a Fiverr link to a wizard that said they knew... (laughs) How to cast a win a court spell. Win a trial spell, I believe, was the wording. Which I promptly got. I paid for my spell. Still haven't gotten it yet. But I feel like just trying to get a court spell, bad voodoo. I think I kind of jinxed myself. I think there's no scenario in which I win. The wizard failed me. I guess don't trust wizards is my kind of general point. That reminds me, Andrew. You and I were going to do that whole thing where yep. we, we used magic to... <laughs> yes. To bet on the NBA. <laughs> yes. I told Eric that when Eric presented me this, I was like, oh yeah, this is a path that Jeff and I have explored in the past. This is a thing we, we consider. We still gotta get we gotta get back on that in the new season. I agree. <laughs> Do you think we should go back to double recordings? I feel like we've always got way too much stuff for a single recording. This is a weird one. This is a weird one. And then also I can't record at the normal time next Thursday. I don't know if uh, you saw Eric, but I hit no. On the yeah, invite, I saw. Yeah, because I got it's a I got a round thirty six <laughs> of the root canal. So we'll find another day and another time. It's fine. There's not a trial anymore. We have it settled. Yeah. We just have to see Andrew eat a pencil now. Not there's not a tri- trial anymore, but we do have uh, three judges on the hook waiting for the next one, which is exciting. Yep. I'm slightly worried about the what the next week holds for Andrew because uh, at the time of this recording, the previous episode is yet to come out. And that's the one where he sort of... Oh, it's going to be fun. Minged up the entire court case. Oh, I'm excited. (laughs) It's going to be great. Get ready for the storm. People are going to be furious. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just know that I love you, Andrew. Oh, I appreciate that. That's what was so funny, was listening to two weeks ago's episode when I proposed the trial, that was just me like putting my toes into the heel water. That was just like a little, little dip in, in being a bad guy on purpose. And people were like, he's the biggest bitch in the world. And I was just laughing. Like they've got no fucking clue what's going to happen next week. They're going to hate it. Gavin, Andrew texted me. I want to say yesterday at 7 a.m. Texas time. So it would have been 5 a.m. Canada time. (laughs) He texted me and just said, I've Greg Millard myself. <laughs> I kind of forget the whole world doesn't understand wrestling. If you don't know who Greg Miller is, he's uh, he's a popular video game uh, entertainer, kind of like us, who is uh, the perfect heel, as it were. But the first like Rooster Teeth content he did, he went full heel with yeah. no other context, and then people hated him because they didn't understand what a heel was. Yeah. <laughs> I Greg Millard myself. I went for heel without thinking if people know what a heel is. We should probably wrap this up. Yeah. Hey, thanks for uh, listening to another, this episode 16 of Face. Hope you enjoyed it. This was the legal episode. And uh, thank you uh, to Andrew and Gavin for uh, continued hilarity. 
And uh, Eric for doing the bare minimum. And Nick, you're great. And uh, I'll go ahead and say it. Bare minimum. He got a judge. Yeah, I know. This is. Congratulations to. Eric did a great job. To me. Nick always does a great job. Great job, Jeff. I mean, you zoned out. You did well. I don't know if you get a great job. I You like a 6.5 out of 10. That was a first successful story arc. I think I think we should all be very proud of what we've done. Yeah. Is that the first one? I mean, that was like a, a three act story. Yeah. yeah. Until we're on the podcast talking about how the bathtub boat race went. Probably, yeah. I also have to get back to basket weaving. It's something I've been meaning to do. There's <laughs> yeah. Andrew and I were talking about this the other day, Gav. Like the world building and the lore of Face for a podcast that's only 16, 18 episodes long, is it's dense already. I thought you don't talk to Andrew in the week anymore. No, we we found a kind of middle. Yeah, we've it's hard with the playoffs, Gav. Like he's the <laughs> he's the only person I know that I talk about sports with. Sometimes Eric will text me. Uh, at night, and he'll just be like, how about them Celtics? Or uh, Kawhi's a bitch, or whatever, and I'll be like, yeah, and I'll talk to him for a second. But if, if I'm going to talk about sports, it's got to be with Andrew. And uh, so, yeah, there's, there's, a, uh, there's a truce, as it were. The last message from Eric is, uh, thanks for listening, rate five stars, and subscribe. End the episode, what are you doing? Thanks, man. Thanks for listening. <laughs> rate five stars and subscribe. Oh, and also, uh, d- dear Boston Celtics, do not... F- face yourselves tonight again game one was the biggest professional sports face i have seen in a long time and i had no patience (laughs) i had no fucking patience to watch that nonsense happen again (laughs) so let's not face ourselves out of the goddamn eastern conference finals eric brings up a great point and the results of the of that round will be completely determined by the time anyone hears this two weeks old yeah yeah well I, i'm mad about it now no i agree with ads this is gonna be 90 minutes they're calling it the greatest block in playoffs history <laughs> I don't know about that. Which is a little excessive. Eric, you're going to have to... I've never seen worse clock management. You're going to have to step in, Eric. I I don't want to talk shit about my beautiful Celtics or or any individual. uh, Eric, help. God God bless them all. Uh, But it was rough. It it was rough. Thanks for listening to this episode of (laughs) Face. Rate five stars and subscribe. And don't forget to check out the fuck hat shirt that's red. It's the red fuck hat shirt. Go check it out on the store and you can click the link below. We'll see you next time for... Face. You have one, I'm not done yet. Do you have I'm not done shot? yet? For I'm not done yet. No, no, they haven't sent them yes yet. Uh, for Jeff Ramsey, Gavin Free, and Andrew Panton, we'll see you next time on Face. What are you gonna have for dinner tonight, Eric? Oh, Jesus Christ! Can you imagine drawing up a play where you just stand still, dribble for ten seconds? Oh and shit! It? That's a great question, Andrew. Uh, Andrew, end you- this. Okay, sure. Just a second. Andrew, have you watched the HBO show Hard Knocks? Yeah, yeah, I watch it every That's year. That's a I've never seen it. That's a great show. How early do you show up to a basketball game? Oh, I show up 45 minutes early. Yeah, you want to be very early for a sporting event? Very early. Because A, you want to I, I I don't know if everybody does this, but I like to walk the length of the of the arena, you know, cuz it's a circle. So you want to see where everybody's sitting, where it is. You go, you immediately find your spot, right? You go in, make sure everything's good there. Then you walk around, you survey all the food, you figure out the very best place to eat. Then you go get that food. Then you uh, sit down and you watch shoot around and pra- and like pregame warmups. 
And then uh, by the time the game starts, you already have pissed, you've eaten, and you're ready for basketball. Have you ever watched Road to the Winter Classic, Jeff? I don't know what that is. What is that? It's like hard knocks, but hockey. What the fuck? What is going they on? Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Have you, Eric, Stop. have you seen hard knocks? It's about the Chargers this year. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I hate the Chargers. Yeah, I don't like them anymore. Do you, do you like the Rams? No. Who do you like in the football? I like Red Zone. Eric, what are you Red doing? Red Zone is a great. I'm trying to get this to end. I figure if You're I answer these questions curtly... It'll be over. Hard Goodbye. knocks. Eric? It's all about. It's crazy. I assume that there are other seasons, but this oh, season, it's so all. Oh yeah, dude, but it's all about couple. It's all about Corona yeah, from and the like how they're restarting the, the NFL and like in uh, in the pandemic. It's fascinating. I would no, say that, no that this was a weaker Nuh-uh. season, Jeff. You can so make you a new have, voice channel. If you enjoyed this one, Amazon also. Yeah, it's over. Also, Amazon has a football show where they do during the season, which is also very good. Oh, Gavin, I, if I would you just end your too. audio recording, that has to be the end of the episode. <laughs> 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 oh, there's there's another voice audio channel come up. Look. Oh, are we still oh, going? Good. Let's stop. I don't know. I think we should end the podcast. I Jesus agree. Christ. Hey, thanks for listening uh, to Face. Go ahead and like and subscribe and uh, tell a friend. We uh, we love you. We already did that. No, he did it. I didn't. I thought we ended over. We might have to cut this one down. All right, that's the end. <laughs> 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 Nick, Nick just left. <laughs> <laughs>